Integrated Science, Chapter Number Five, Bhana Darshanam, Normalization, Prologue. The neutral vision of the absolute should not be tarnished, even with the slightest taint of negativity. In the last chapter, we attained to the extreme limits of negativity, in the notion of nature, revealing the potentialities of a universe full of possible varieties. There is an element of surprise within it, reminiscent of the Big Bang theory of modern cosmology. This active and expanding aspect of the universe, though revealed as a mere possibility and not as a fact, touches the extreme limit where visible manifestation is potentially or kinetically implied between pradhana and prakriti respectively. This limit belongs to perceptual physics and not to conceptual metaphysics. We are now going to balance this one-sidedness in the present chapter. Such a balancing implies a double correction, enabling the extreme negativity to cancel itself out into normality by finding within the absolute a corresponding numerator factor. It is in this sense we have called this chapter normalization. Further, this normalization is to be understood as taking place, as in pure mathematics, within the core of pure reasoning or consciousness. Thought here moves within its own positive and negative amplitude. No outward fact, thing or event is important. The mathematical formalism of Hilbert agrees with the contents of this chapter. Two pure aspects of the absolute interact here abolishing the duality of each other so as to reveal the fully normalized absolute. Normalization and renormalization refer respectively to this double correction implied. We have seen how Eddington recognizes this approach as revealed by Edmund Whittaker. Although Narayana Guru's title for this chapter is Bhana Darshanam, Vision Through Consciousness, this normalization peculiar to Eddington has a unified and somewhat subjective status, very similar to the epistemology proper to Vedanta. We have also seen how scientists like Schrodinger recommend a new synthetic way for understanding reality. Selectionism, structuralism and subjectivism belong to the new epistemology of science. Bergson's metaphysics paves the way for such a new epistemology in the context of a unified science where physics and metaphysics could coexist. Bergson says that one has to enter into the situation and not to take cliches from outside. He further states that perceptual and conceptual time, sitting together, as it were, back to back, can exist in relation to a common parameter. Such a time is given transparently to the view of the future man of research, and the double correction which does violence to the natural inclination of thought is to be applied. Bergson is undoubtedly putting his finger on some of the subtler aspects of normalization. We have already quoted these points from him profusely. They help us to reveal the fact that physics and metaphysics can be treated together under one unified discipline. When this is done, Bergson inevitably asks, can we then not attain the absolute? 
In Vedanta, this double-sided reference is also familiar. The Katha Upanishad 3.1 mentions two selves, drinking of the truths pertaining to the world order in the Sukrita Loka, world attained through good works. There are two that drink of righteousness, Ruta, in the world of good deeds. Both are entered into the secret place of the heart and in the higher upper sphere. Brahmanovas speak of them as light and shade, and so do householders who maintain the five sacrificial fires and those two who perform the triple Nachiketas fire. These two selves exist together as twin entities, inseparable like sunlight and shade. Also in the Svetasvatara Upanishad 4.6 is the familiar example of the two birds of equally beautiful plumage sitting together on the same tree. One eats sweet fruit while the other looks on passively. These striking examples refer to the double correction to be applied to the notion of the Absolute. We read as follows. Two birds, fast-bound companions, clasp close the self-same tree. Of these two, the one eats sweet fruit, the other looks on without eating. Even the four classical examples used in Vedanta each involving two aspects of reality or truth. Even the four classical examples used in Vedanta, each involves two aspects of reality or truth. The emphasis of wave, water, rope, snake, pot, clay, and mother of pearl and silver are meant to be used in different contexts where normalization of error is intended. In the last example of mother of pearl and silver, the interplay of right and wrong between the two sides is so subtle and natural that it can be used most profitably in explaining the need for normalizing the physical and metaphysical prejudices, hindering the vision of a fully neutralized absolute. In the snake rope example, the frightened man suffers in a more crude and unphilosophical form from the conflict of the yes-no of the situation. The clay pot example should interest the logician who gives primacy to the material cause. The wave water example is the most inevitable one for Advaita Vedanta, where all paradoxes and contradictions are abolished by a fully verticalized view. Even the bubbles and foam in water produced by horizontal disturbances are not admitted as having any reality other than water. These two broad divisions in consciousness exist in Vedanta as well as in modern thought.